Hello and welcome to the Bundaberg Now podcast, brought to you by the Bundaberg Regional Council. We're all about showcasing our beautiful region, its amazing people, and sharing news about local arts, culture, events, and business. I'm your host, Adele Moore, and today I have a great episode for you. We'll hear all about efforts to clean our waterways and protect wildlife, learn about a nationally acclaimed photography exhibition opening this week at the Bundaberg Regional Art Galleries, and get inside information on the Bundaberg Multiplex and how you can use it for your next function. But first, here's a quick news recap from this week's top stories. Red Collar Rescue are on track to help even more dogs find their forever homes, with work starting on a new purpose-built facility near Farnsfield. Here's founder Sharon Banks with more information on the new facility. We're going to have a big play yard, a memorial garden, eventually a quarantine area, a feed shed, a caretaker's cottage, plus what's going on behind us, which is the new kennel block. 46 enthusiastic first-year nurses have joined the Wide Bay Hospital and Health Services team as part of the 2021 graduate nurse intake. In total, 18 of the first-year nurses will be based in Bundaberg. More than 6,500 fish have been released into Lake Gregory and Sandy Hook to help replenish fish stocks. This is part of a joint endeavour by Bundaberg Sport Fishing Club Incorporated, Abington Aquaculture and the Department of Agriculture and Fisheries. And that's the weekly news wrap. Plastic rubbish in waterways poses a huge threat to wildlife. The Ocean Crusaders is a charity organisation leading a rubbish removal event from February 13 to 17 along the Burnett River. They're inviting people to roll up their sleeves and get involved in the cleanup. Managing Director Ian Thompson spoke to Bundaberg Now's Ashley Clark about the event. So Ian, tell me a little bit about what Ocean Crusaders is all about. Ocean Crusaders was founded having seen uh, eight dead turtles die and three particular died because of plastic. So we want to clean up our waterways uh, to protect our wildlife. Lovely. And Um, whereabouts do you clean up the waterways? um, Last year we travelled as far north as the Whitsundays and as far south as Tasmania. Um, And yes, we're coming back to Bundaberg. Lovely. And what are you hoping to achieve while in Bundaberg? Um, We're starting to... Hopefully the the recent uh, rains haven't put a whole heap of rubbish back out there. Um, We've been cleaning up a lot of flood debris in our last few visits, Uh, but now we want to start focusing on the more everyday rubbish that comes off streets um, so we'll be cleaning the rock wall out near the mouth and also the uh, mangrove systems along the main Burnett River. Mm-hmm. And um, in regards to last year, how much was cleaned up in the Bundaberg area? Uh, 14.8 tonnes in 12 days. Wow. And so h- how does it all work? How do people get involved and what happens on the days that you're out there? Um, we we head out with our boat from different ramps. Uh, we've got a seven metre landing barge and a, a crane truck, so we actually fill bulk bags on the boat. So um, the crew will be dropped off. They walk off the front of the boat um, and go and collect the rubbish in smaller bags, and then bring it back to the big boat where they put it into big, uh, tip it into the big bags, and then go back with the same bag back out into the uh, the mangrove system or the rock walls and pick up more rubbish by hand. Um, There's no easy way to do this. It's not the easiest work, uh, traversing over rocks and 
and through the mangroves, but uh, it needs to be done because we need to get this rubbish out from those locations, not for humans, but for our wildlife. Mm. And how do people get involved in this round? Um, We advertise every day uh, for volunteers uh, on either our Facebook page or our Eventbrite page. Um, So if you go to oceancrusaders.eventbrite.com.au, we list them there. If they do want to come out, they do have to uh, reserve a spot because there are only uh, four spots each day that are available to the public. Um, We're already full for the first three days, I believe, but we still have a couple for the last two. We haven't advertised the last day because we never know where we're going on the last day. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And just last question, why is this work so important for our wildlife? Uh, Our plastic habit happens to have a detrimental effect on our marine and bird life. Um, While sitting out there, um, the, the plastics are smothering mangroves, uh, fish are eating them, turtles are swallowing them and we know that uh, with Monrepo's just around the corner, uh, it is turtle season so getting the stuff out now is of paramount importance um, because the uh, nests are starting to hatch mm-hmm. and we don't want those hatchlings like uh, dealing with rubbish as their first thought. Uh, we want them to be able to survive but they have a, a low survival rate anyway. We don't need to be putting plastic in their stomachs to uh, kill them in the first place so if we can get it out um, then it's beneficial for all our marine life and that's what we have focused on at Ocean Crusaders is protecting them. Thanks for that information, Ian and Ashley. If you'd like to volunteer some time to help the Ocean Crusaders, head to their Facebook page and get in touch. A nationally acclaimed exhibition is set to open this week at the Bundaberg Regional Galleries, promising to showcase the very best Australian portrait photographers. Here's Jolene from the Moncrief Entertainment Centre with more. Hi, this is Jolene from the Moncrief Entertainment Centre. I'm here today with Rebecca McDuff from the Bundaberg Regional Galleries. How are you going, Beck? I'm good, Jolene. How's it been happening over there at the Moncrief? Great. Oh, look, it's as busy as anything as it is over here, I believe. What have you got coming up, Beck? Absolutely. Look, we have got exhibitions opening across the gallery at the moment. Um, and the big one for Gallery One is the National Photographic Portrait Prize. It opens on Friday, the 12th of February at 5.30 p.m. with a big opening event that everyone is welcome to attend and then it officially opens to the public on the 13th of February which is the Saturday. So um, have you heard of the National Photographic Portrait Prize before Jolene? Yes I have it's it's quite an, a prestigious um, event. It certainly is I'm really excited to be having it in the gallery we did have it a number of years ago as well but this is the 2020 Portrait Prize so the latest one and it's a touring exhibition from the National Portrait Gallery in Canberra. In Canberra. It's an annual competition so it's open to aspiring and professional portrait photographers. The finalists are selected from a national field of entries and the subjects really reflect the distinctive vision of Australia. So the photographers capture this and the unique nature of their subjects. And as you said, it's very prestigious. It's also a highly sought after prize. The first prize winner actually is awarded $30,000 cash from the National Portrait Gallery and they also win the latest photographic equipment from Canon that's valued at over $22,000. So great prize. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? 
fantastic. So great. So in 2020, the winning portrait was by photographer Rob Palmer, and it's titled The Mahi Mahi, which is, of course, a fish. The photograph features Josh Nyland. So Josh is head chef and owner of St. Peter Restaurant and is a trailblazer in the area of reducing food wastage in Australia. And it's a stunning portrait, so um, really incredible. Um, There are also a number of other awards in the exhibition. There's the Highly Commended Award, and in 2020, this went to Hugh Stewart for an artwork titled Eileen Kramer is a Dancer. Now, Eileen, who is featured in this artwork, is a woman who moved back to Australia when she was 98 because she wanted to hear a kookaburra again. (laughs) And when this photograph was taken in 2020, she had just turned 105. Incredible. So amazing, beautiful portrait of her. There are also a number of other prizes in the National Photographic Portrait Prize. There's the Art Handlers Award. So this is chosen by the artwork handler, so people that handle the artworks backstage at the National Portrait Gallery. This award in 2020 went to Shia Kirk for an artwork titled Gemma Baxter Right View. This image is from the artist's ongoing series Vantages, And it's half of a stereoscopic portrait of the artist friend Gemma. So Gemma is the genius behind Tabarwin and Back, a Melbourne-based label creating tech streetwear that um, is all about safety, comfort and community. And this is a really stark portrait and um, one that I think will incite quite a bit of conversation. So really stunning portrait, but also quite insightful. Um, The People's Choice Award went to Clarissa Dempsey and um, her artwork is titled Wonder. And this portrait is of the artist's daughter, Taylor. Um, the, The moment is just beautiful. There's a sun coming through her hair and it was captured on country homelands. So Taylor spends a lot of her time playing with her brothers and her sisters and her cousins. Real typical little girl, riding bikes, walking the creek, playing with dogs, being carefree and you can just see all of that in this beautiful portrait um so that all sounds just amazing that we're going to have all these winners um here in Bundaberg absolutely look you know as I said it's been on show at the National Portrait Gallery and it only tours to certain galleries within Australia and we were exceptionally lucky to get on the touring schedule and one of the only place few places in Queensland that will actually have this exhibition so um this is a real coup for Bundaberg and I really hope the community enjoy coming in and seeing the works of this um of this caliber there are actually 47 portraits in total and they were chosen from over 2400 entries um honestly as you said it's an outstanding exhibition and we don't get to often see a lot of national touring exhibitions here in Bundaberg so I really um, am thrilled that we're able to offer it um, in our community. Yeah well let's hope the community gets behind it and and drops in to come and see what's going on here. Um, When does that run through until? Uh, So that one opens on the 13th of February and it runs through to early March it's about six weeks so definitely pop in and have a look. Well there's plenty of time to come and have a look around. Thanks for your time today back. Thanks, Jolene. Wow, I can't wait to see that amazing exhibition. We really do have some fantastic facilities here in Bundaberg, and there's always something going on. Another facility on offer is the Bundaberg Multiplex Sport and Convention Centre, a purpose-built venue with lots of different hire options. Here's Lizzie Hosford and Melissa Baker from the Multiplex with more. Hi, this is Lizzie. And this is Mel. And we are from the Multiplex. 
we thought we'd talk to you today a little bit about what the multiplex is, what we do, and just give you some general information about the multiplex. So I thought we'd start by introducing ourselves to you. Do you want to start first, Mel? Sure, no worries. I'll start. So my name is Mel. I am the multiplex booking support officer. I assist in the general running uh, day-to-day of the multiplex with event inquiries and providing quotes. I'm also here when the events are on, helping with catering and really touching base with clients from start to finish. I'm a Bundaberg local. Prior to this, I was working in customer service for the council and I really enjoy working at the multiplex and seeing the variety of events that we have here. How about yourself, Lizzie? Tell us a bit about you. Yeah, so my name's Lizzie. I am not a Bundaberg local. I actually moved up here in March of 2020 from Hobart. So I haven't been here that long, but loving it so far. The weather is incredible. My kids are really enjoying being outside, which has been amazing. And it's been really incredible to be able to do events again at the multiplex. I was an event manager down in Hobart. Um, which was so much fun. So coming up here and being able to to slip into the multiplexes has been incredible, doing what I love. So I thought we'd just go through a few questions so you guys get to know a little bit more about the multiplex. We'll start with... What sort of functions do we hold here, Mel? Well, we have a great variety of functions that we see here, which is amazing. We hold everything from conferences to seminars, trade shows, small and large meetings. We have weddings, formals, gala dinners, and even sport events in our very multi-purpose facility. Mm, We are multi-purpose. We very much are. (laughs) We can fit a lot of people in this building too, you know, even with our COVID restrictions, we can fit up to 730 people in our exhibition hall, 120 in our function room, 60 in our function room too, which we can combine to make one big room for 180 and 180 in our foyer. So even with the two metre per person rules we can still cater for a lot of events which is really great for the Bundaberg residents. So Lizzie's going to tell you a little bit about how we've adapted to run our events COVID safe. Yeah so as everyone would be aware COVID is obviously something we have all had to be aware of and manage and It has been certainly something we have had to manage well in the multiplex, given that there are a lot of people coming in and out of this building every day to every other day. And so we have put in some policies and procedures in place. So firstly, to keep everyone safe, we have adapted and created a COVID safe plan for the multiplex. And that essentially is a document that covers what we will do as the venue um, to keep everyone safe, that is guests and attendees of your event, and also then describes what we do require the event organisers to manage for their event, to make sure that everyone is safe during the event, that we that we adhere to the policies and the procedures set out by Queensland Health. A few other things that we do, which we do cover in that plan, is have entry and exit points to all our rooms, including the front entry doors. We do COVID spacing um, in all of our rooms, COVID seating. We have regular cleaning of high-touch areas and... We think this will, these policies will probably stay around for, for at least the um, short term going into long term. So 
We are managing the centre well, just trying to make sure that everybody that comes in is healthy and everyone that leaves is healthy. That sounds great. That sounds like it's really easy for hirers to be able to come in and use the facility and, and know what they need to do and what we provide. So. Yeah, we try yeah. to make it as easy and seamless as possible so that everyone can still have their event and it can be successful the way that event organi- organisers would like it to be, but also that we are doing our duty of care as well. Hmm. Yeah. So we thought we'd tell you guys a, a couple of quick fun facts about the building just in case you didn't know. So, Mel, do you want to give me one of yours to start with? Sure. So, did you know the multiplex is actually the region's disaster evacuation centre in the case of an emergency? I did know that, but I'm sure there are many that don't. (laughs) How about you? Have you got a fun fact that can... I do. I do. This incredible building is actually a level two grade basketball court as well in our exhibition hall, which can hold national games. Wow. There you go. I know, right? Let's see what 2020... I know. Well, thank you guys so much for sitting and listening to us for these few minutes. If you would like to know more or meet us in person and our team, feel free to contact council or hop onto the Multiplex website. We would love to hear from you. Thanks, Lizzie and Mel, for that great overview of the Multiplex. That's all for today. I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. Join me again next week for more news and stories from across our region. Bye for now.